Talking Tunes, where we're in quarantine. I believe it's week three that we've all been locked inside doing nothing, either with our families or you could be like me where you're totally by yourself. Um, Plenty of content to be watching on Netflix, music to be listening to on iTunes, um, creating conspiracy theories in your head, um, losing your mind. Whatever the fuck it is that we're all doing now that life has been altered by coronavirus. Um, so today, I uh, I forgot to record this episode over the weekend with a guest via Skype or something. So we're flying solo. This could get interesting. It could be very boring. I'm just going to wave of consciousness, go through some things I've been thinking of during quarantine. Some will be music related. Others will not. I'm going to try and keep it to a half hour. Don't want to waste a whole lot of everybody's time. It's just me and George G. Buckets here. And he's honestly pretty moody right now. So, I've set the clock, 25-minute timer, and uh, let's, let's talk about this stuff. So, quarantine. Thoughts that I have had. Um, so, in the time of quarantine, what records have come out? We got a new Childish Gambino record by uh, Donald Glover. That's a fun listen. I enjoyed it. It's going to take some effort to like. Um, it's different. There's a lot of interesting vocal processing on it that I don't know if I like yet or not. I think it'll grow on me. But as I said, walking out of Suicide Squad, you know, it's fun. I think it could grow on me. This, that, this, and that. I begin to start worrying, am I trying to convince myself that I like something that I don't? I will say, I think with the Donald Glover record, there's a little more spice and pizzazz that makes it worth listening to and adapting your senses for. I think I can grow into that album. I don't think anyone should feel like they can grow into Suicide Squad. It's probably not a fair analogy to Donald Glover. Other record that came out that was cool. We got a new record from the weekend that may have been just at the, you know, the tip of this whole quarantine period. But that's cool. It's the weekend. It's more weekend music. And it's, uh, I don't know. It's a bop. I haven't made it all the way through the record. I've made it about halfway through, and that was a couple weeks ago. And I remember enjoying it. There's Between those two records, I hear a lot of vocal processing that I haven't heard from those two artists before that I could very well see the rest of popular music, hearing those trends and taking them and running with them. And I'm fine with that. Not crazy about trends, but I get why it happens. And I I think it's cool. These guys could be innovating. It could be something where everybody else listens to it. And they're like, well, that's cool, but not not my bag, baby. And they might just move on. So those are some cool new records. Um, Some local joints. Our buddy Nick Costa put out a new song called American Men. You can go grab that. On the band camp, pay what you want for it. Throw some money in the tip jar for Nick. It's a uh, cool kind of folk tune about kind of the privileges that, you know, American men get in society and kind of the societal uh, structuring of, you know, I don't know. There's a lot of stupidity related in men and toxic masculinity that the song points out. And I thought it was a great song. And, uh, you know, in these quarantine times, if you got a few bucks and you want to hear some good music, uh, head over to Bandcamp and go buy your favorite artist's record or your favorite local artist's record. Um, you won't be mad that you did, and they'll surely appreciate it now more than ever. 
Um, local artist Faith Boblet came out with a new tune called Ugly, which I thought was also very cool. Her and Noel Tate continue to uh, put together cool music that I think is worth listening to. And, you know, Noel Tate, he's done stuff with the Crash Bandits, which is an older band around Minneapolis that I really liked. And now he's working with Faith a lot, and I just really like his production, how it always turns out. Um, so that song's worth your listening. Um, I would say go ahead and check that out. Um, in the conspiracy lane, I find myself in the great gambit of being a hot dog eater and a hot dog bun eater. So there's eight buns in a bag. And there are 10 hot dogs in a bag. I'm left to wonder, why in the hell didn't Joe Hot Dog Bun speak with Dale Hot Dog and say, hey, let's get together. Let's make this easy for consumers. We're going to do 10 hot dogs in a bag and 10 buns in a bag and make it happen. Here's my problem with America. And maybe this is part of what the Costa song is pointing out. These two assholes got together and actively collaborated to make it unequal. So I am literally on my second pack of hot dogs, on my first pack of buns. I got two hot dogs left and one bun. So in order to consume that the way that you're expecting to and the way that's most enjoyable, I'm going to have to go buy more buns. And if I buy more buns, I need more hot dogs. And if I have more hot dogs, I need more buns. It's never ending. That's what I'm trying to say. So that's something I think after quarantine that will be worth figuring out. Also in the category of stupid food shit I've noticed about myself, I finally finished a full Hanes ketchup bottle um, by myself without throwing it out before it was empty. The bitch was empty. There wasn't anything left. It gave me all it got. It was a good ketchup bottle, and I'm glad it happened, and I'm proud of that. Um, what else? What else do we have here? Um, Music-related experiences. This is just a wave of consciousness here. I, uh, I took out... I have this electric bike that I ride. Um, I don't have to pedal a lot. I get almost no exercise doing it. I'd be lying if I said I did. Um, I took that out um, Friday or Saturday, and I rode around for 25 miles just blaring Bruce Springsteen's Born to Run. And I'm telling you, if you get outside and you're on a run and you're just needing to feel like a normal person again, Born to Run, there's no better record to do it, for my money at least. I don't know how you'll feel. Everybody has their own opinion. But that's how I felt about it. Um, That was probably the most pure musical experience that I've gotten in a while, just listening to that record while riding my bike around town. The other thing I'm noticing is I have this dumb electric bike that I spent probably more money than I should have on, and I would get why any adult would be like, hey, why are you spending so much money on an electric bike? It's pretty stupid, but I have fun with it, so who cares? I, I, I've noticed it's very obvious that it's an uncool thing to own because the people who ask me about it are always older dudes in Toyota Priuses, or it'll be an older dude on a motorcycle who's like, cool bike, man, or I'll be stopped at a stoplight with a car, and it's an older dude. Is that electric? Yes, it is. It is, sir. 
Well, what? I've never seen one of those. Yeah, they're fun. It's always those people. So I think I kind of know the demographic that actually thinks my electric bike is cool. I think it's super cool. And if you don't think it's cool, well, you can step off, sir. It's not for you. That sort of freedom's not for you. That freedom was made for me and the Bruce Springsteen-loving world. The Bruce Springsteen-loving folks of this world. That's, that's who the electric bike is for. And if you can't get down with that, well, you can get out. Um, so that happened. Um, I was hit with a, uh, an interesting question. I have a group chat. Hang on. George G. Buckets wants me to throw the rope. There you go, buddy. Um, I was hit with an interesting question earlier today. Uh, one of my buddies hit us in a group chat and he asked, if you had to choose, you go to heaven and you're starting your your rock and roll band and you're choosing a front man and the guys in the line are well apparently eddie vetter died so bummer as if we needed any more bummers in the quarantine now we're just throwing eddie vetter in with the rest of the dead grunge singers but so eddie vetter's dead now in this scenario super sad r.i.p um kurt cobain lane staley from alice in chains and God damn it, Pearl Jam guy, Eddie Vedder. Yeah, Eddie Vedder's dead. So Lane Staley, Kurt Cobain, Eddie Vedder, and I think the other one was Soundgarden guy. Oh, why am I blanking on this? This is awful. I just talked with uh, my buddy Tim, who was the last interview about this for about an hour. Um, Chris Cornell. So Chris Cornell, those were it. So let's recap this. You got Cobain, Chris Cornell, Eddie Vedder, and Lane Staley from Alice in Chains. Everybody in this group chat, there's like five or six of us, pretty much immediately went with Chris Cornell. And I totally get it. The most technically gifted singer, Soundgarden. You know, a lot of those guys in that group love Soundgarden. Um, I guess... uh, Audio Slave, not really my thing, but I'm not much of a Tom Morello guy. I just don't care for his playing that much myself. Um, I went Kurt Cobain, and my perspective was I feel like Kurt Cobain shifted popular music in the biggest way out of that group. Um, and for me, for my money, in the short time that he had on this planet, I think he had the biggest global impact out of that list so i went with kurt cobain um for me the second choice was lane staley because i think for whatever reason for me when i was a kid the story everything was reactive for me when it came to grunge rock because i was born in 1989 so this had all already happened by the time i really got into music so for me i romanticized the sadness involved with lane staley's story and Kurt Cobain's story as a kid, and it made it so much more impactful for me, the music. So those were the reason, those were my one and two. I just related to that, and I really created this whole existence for that music in my head when I was a kid. So that's why I went that route. Um, third for me would be Cornell, because, you know, Black Hole Sun, his pure vocal talent, it's hard to say no. Um, 
again, I just really wasn't much of an audio slave guy, and there was so much material out there that wasn't a hit Soundgarden song that I just never grasped onto the same way as other people. So that's why he gets, you know, that slot. And then last is Eddie Vedder. Um, Eddie Vedder, to me, is he's phenomenal, but Pearl Jam has had, obviously, the longest, most relevant career out of those groups, I think, where they're out front of people with the biggest crowds regularly that whole time, um, where I just feel like there's more room for error. There's not as much room for error. If you look at their whole catalog, you can really see those peaks and valleys where some of the guys with shorter careers, it just feels like everything was phenomenal. And maybe that's me Monday day, Monday quarterbacking um, the picks of Cobain and uh, Lane Staley. They had shorter careers, um, so there's less peaks and valleys. It just feels like more of it was great. Maybe that's part of the decision. I don't know, but I have to go with Kurt Cobain. There's something about Another part of why I picked Kurt Cobain in that scenario is he, uh, I felt like of those guys, my perception at least, which could be totally inaccurate, this is just purely opinion-based, my perception was of those guys, the guy that you'd be most likely to sit down with as your front man who would do the most heavy lifting for the art would be Kurt Cobain. He'd write those songs, he did it as a three-piece most of the time. And the other guys brought what they had to the table. The rest of the dudes, I feel like it was probably a little more collaborative from a music and lyrics point than it was with Kurt Cobain. I feel like he was really the guy driving the bus for Nirvana. I could be totally wrong. Um, it led me to wonder. I, I, I honestly, getting the question, I was just like, well, F all of you guys. I'd rather have Jimi Hendrix be my front man because that's more my lane. Um, and he can't sing with any of those guys, but damn, could he play guitar. But now we're just going on tangents. Um, so hope everybody's quarantine is going well. Obviously, uh, this is an interesting time we're in. Uh, I think it's fascinating. Oh, George, please stop. Go get your rope, bud. Good boy. George. George is beside himself that I am giving my attention to the podcast instead of George G. Buckets. Um, but we're in interesting times here. It's, uh, it's cool to see artists and you know fans of those artists rallying around them online, going to live streams and all that, but it, does, it doesn't feel normal. You know, the last few years, I've been preparing at this point to go follow around Dead and Company and go to shows. And now I'm cooped up. We're all cooped up. We're all in this together. And it just feels a bit strange. Um, but it's cool to see artists interacting online and still getting their place where people are sending donations, maybe buying an album here or there if they can. I find that phenomenal. Um, I've been watching Nick Costa stream his stuff on Wednesdays. He's doing Wednesday streams on Instagram and Facebook. I'd recommend that. Um, I just did an interview for this podcast with Drew Kennedy, and he's been doing live streams from his backyard every Monday night. I definitely recommend going and checking that out. Otherwise, you know, sit down and listen to some records you haven't heard before that are renowned that, you know, 
are supposed to be records that you heard. If people keep talking about pet sounds and you don't get it and you've never listened to it, now is the time to sit down and listen to pet sounds. Um, I, you know, go and listen to that Marvin Gaye record that everybody talks about that you only heard what's going on on. Listen to the rest of what was going on, you know? Check that stuff out. It'll be good for your soul. Um, what else? Bill Withers. Gone but not forgotten. Bill Withers passed away. Doesn't sound like uh, it was coronavirus, but, you know, that's one of our heavy hitters. Ain't no sunshine when she's gone. Uh, Lovely day, lean on me. God, if there wasn't a song that felt right, more right for the time than lean on me, I don't know what is. So it sucks that Bill Weathers is gone. Um, What else? I don't have a whole lot else to say here. And I don't want to drag this on too long, but I guess I got to say quarantine stuff. What are my fears about quarantine? That's This is a music podcast, but I'm going to be honest right now. My biggest fear about quarantine is when are we going to be allowed to go outside? Um, I've now been in the house by myself without talking to real people. This is week three. Everybody else is like that. I have a special place in my heart for people like me who are single and they live alone and they haven't seen people. Um, it's very difficult to not see people. Uh, for me, a lot of it was my human contact that I would get with people was going to work and now we're working from home. But again, I'm, I'm blessed that I get to work from home and my job hasn't changed that much. There's so many people struggling because they don't have a job. And it's just difficult to deal with on a grand scale, take in what everybody is dealing with. And I think, I think what's difficult about this is we're all going through it at the same time. You know, we're all, we all have our own episode of this shitty sitcom and nobody wants to watch it. If this was an actual TV show, this fucking quarantine would have been canceled week one. That's kind of how I've been looking at it. But I just hope people stay healthy, and they do what they need to do um, so we can hopefully get past this thing. Realistically, I'm very nervous. My biggest fear is that we're going to move to get the economy rolling, and a lot of people will have plans where if they're a young, healthy, spry person, they'll be able to get back to life as they know it. And, um, you know, people with pre-existing conditions like myself or elderly people will have to stay locked up. Um, and that's what terrifies me most is, you know, being on the outside looking in for a period of time if I'm going to be vulnerable and honest. Um, so, so those are the things I'm thinking about in quarantine. This has been a pretty quick podcast. Um, but yeah, outside of music, I would say the things I'd recommend that you watch, and I don't know why my opinion carries any fucking weight with anyone. And it probably doesn't. But if you haven't watched Silicon Valley, it might be time to watch Silicon Valley. Um, Letter Kenny. You probably have a buddy who talks about it a lot. Well, he's talking about it for a reason. Go watch Letter Kenny. Um, what else? What's the weirdest shit I've found myself watching? Um, for whatever reason, yesterday I put on uh, Leaving Neverland again, which was a bummer. Don't do that. Um, Leaving Neverland, not good. 
not good viewing if you're trying to stay in a good mood. Um, for whatever reason, sometimes uh, I like to digest really sad, depressing shit when things are sad and depressing. And I don't know why. It kind of feels like I'm trying to ask for someone to kick me off the ledge sometimes in these scenarios. So I guess if I could say any more on the topic, don't, don't go watch Leaving Neverland if you're not feeling good about everything. Maybe, maybe go watch Silicon Valley. Maybe that. Also, uh, the Mark Maron stand-up special. The End of Time something. The newest Mark Maron on Netflix. Go watch that, because that feels so relevant right now, and it's so goddamn funny. Um, Burt Kershizer, his new special is also very funny. Um, so if you need to laugh, those are my go-tos right now. Um, freaking Mark Marin, I saw him do that set when he came through to Minneapolis, and it was so goddamn funny. And hearing him recount that and see it you know, on an actual special was really fun. Um, so go watch the Mark Marin special. Other than that, you know, just keep your family healthy, um, keep yourself healthy, and, uh, you know, let's not fuck around with this shit. Let's just uh, get through it, and, uh, yeah. Well, that's all I have. Um, this was a quick, truncated episode. I apologize that I don't have a guest. Again, I forgot that I needed to do this this week. But, damn it, I'm committed to a schedule, and I am so glad. I'm so happy with how this podcast is going. I'm noticing that more people are listening to the interviews episode by episode, so I appreciate anybody listening. If you have the time, which I think you might right now, and you've enjoyed this, please go to iTunes, leave a five-star review and a description of what you think of the show. That would mean the world to me, and it helps. I noticed that I had five five-star reviews right now, and that's it, and I, I was shocked I had any. So I appreciate that. Um, this podcast is an amazing uh, release for me. It's it's kind of what I... Uh, it's where I'm getting a lot of my positive vibes from in life. So I appreciate everybody who's taking the time to listen. Anyhow, here's a special ending to this episode, this quarantine episode of Pardon the Sound podcast. Uh, special outro. Thanks for listening, everybody. Goodbye. When you're singing to a crowd of one Though the present situation can't be scary You're the him or her you were in January And all your friends will help to see you through So don't be blue You are still you You are still you you still got style Even if you don't put pants on for a while I know it all can seem to be a bit confusing All the days and weeks and months you may be losing Running out of clever things to do it still holds true You are still you You are still you It will not change 
Even though the times we're living in are strange Even if you cry a couple times a day I would say it helps to keep the pain at bay It's certainly as sad as sad can be But believe you me You are still you